0: Good afternoon, welcome to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'm glad you have time to spend with me on this lovely fall Chico afternoon. I've been very busy getting ready for another new tax season and finishing up all of the last odds and ends of the prior tax season, which is now just finally ending. I look forward to another year of helping people. I've had a lot of chances to help people that are fire victims that are beginning to get their fire money from the PG&E lawsuit. That offers up a lot of... Well, it's just... every Everyone's situation is a little bit different, but there's so many little twists and turns with the rules. My main goal is to hopefully find a way to make those... To make those settlement dollars not taxable. And there's a few a few ways that can make it that way. The best way, and I'm not seeing a lot of these right now, the best way is if if a settlement is a direct reimbursement for physical injury, that is the basic rule of a settlement that makes it non-taxable. That one's hard to find because only people who were physically injured in the fire are going to have a physical injury award. It's very tricky. There's a gray area when it comes to things like PTSD and uh, the trauma that you're getting, that some people are getting uh, reimbursed for for, during this lawsuit, that can be a gray area. So uh, I am happy to see when I'm happy to see that people who consulted MDs and counseling and had physical symptoms, uh, that could, and I'm not, I can never guarantee this because it's a very complicated area of the tax law, but it could relate to physical injury if there's a physical result from the fire. And that doesn't necessarily mean a burn on your your body. It just could be some other result that resulted in a physical effect. And that's where it's going to get really crazy. But this coming tax season, I'll be doing a lot of different scenarios. And of course, my goal just as a CPA working on this, mainly, I mean, of course, I have to follow all the rules, but I work on the side of the taxpayer. I I think that's probably why I have a good reputation with my clients, and they send me friends and family to help. And I really think it's because when I learned from my dad, who was a public accountant in Oakland since the mid-1950s, he finally retired in about 2010, I learned from him that You're really working for your client within the confines of the tax laws. In other words, you're following the IRS's rules. You're treating the auditor with respect. If you have an audit, you are respectfully writing and calling the IRS when you talk with them, but you are working. I mean, in other words, who's paying you? And when I do an income tax, it's my client that's paying me for my knowledge and my expertise That, and I've had 40 years now of tax preparation, 31 of those years is as a licensed CPA at my same address on Mangrove Avenue. So I've had over 30 years of CPA tax experience. Of course, no one's perfect, but I've been very, very fortunate to have a lot of good clients that have been my clients for over 30 years now. And they refer people, I get new clients that way. I don't advertise anymore. I do have a website if you want to look at it. It's hlittlejohn.com, which is my initial H for Harold. hlittlejohn, just like it sounds.com. And I have a box there called Insights that's like a blog. That's the fun part of my website. And I write a few things, and I'll go over one of those today, probably in the second section, but that is very fun for me i try to write something at least twice a week i have a i actually have a web uh, help helper that actually does the website i mean i'm not i love doing it i enjoy working with it but i don't have the hours it takes to really maintain the website myself so i have to hire someone to do that but i have a really good person who helps me and it makes it a lot of fun so you might want to check out that website there's also a page called um helpful links. And you can see a couple of news places and uh, debt clock. uh, I think it's called usdebtclock.org. I've got a link there and you can see all kinds of interesting factoids on that website. So I would say if you want to visit my website, you can read about me a little bit in the about page. You can also contact me that way and it'll send an email to me that I can read and call you back or write you back. But I would say look at the Insights page and the Helpful Links page, and that, that'd be kind of fun for you, I guess. I enjoy it. I'm going to share uh, one of my later uh, recent uh, blog posts from the Insights page in a little while today. So Business Buzz tries to stick to business, but as you know, if you've listened to Business Buzz, I will figure out a way to make what I want to talk about relate to business, which most things do. It's kind of like when my son got his degree in economics. If you pick up a newspaper, well, nobody picks up a newspaper, but if you read an online newspaper, I would say probably 90% of every article you see is either about economics, business, or legal questions, almost all of them. So it's really those those three things, in my opinion, pretty much encompass the way the world goes around. So. If you're interested in uh, economics, business, things like that, uh, I try to keep business buzz on that level. Uh, I try to integrate it with current events so that it's timely. I still offer a free consultation, uh, usually over the phone, so if you need any help, uh, my number is 530. 895 3353. You can call me. I try to take on whoever I can help, but of course, as a one man show, I'm the only CPA at my office. Uh, I don't have a staff of other CPAs. I'm the one who does every tax return. That does limit the number I can do, but I do try to help everyone, and uh, it really makes me feel good when I can really help someone and save them money. Sometimes I get a case for a family where someone passed away and I have one I'm working on right now that the way the trust was set up is not the way I would have recommended they do it, but we are able to save probably based on my, excuse me, based on my idea and I won't go into detail. It's a case where a trust is leaving a percentage of the total trust to a nonprofit university. So my brilliant idea at the very start was, okay, since the nonprofit won't be paying tax on it, let's give that percentage of the trust assets directly to the university out of the IRA portion, because when you inherit an IRA, there's taxability to it. There's tax to pay. That is very interesting because that's the way I did it. And in my calculation, I'm probably saving the beneficiaries, the non- the university beneficiaries, in other words the people, the human beneficiaries, I think I'm probably saving them thirty to forty thousand dollars by the way we're distributing this trust. <clears throat> and I'm not <clears throat> bragging like I'm some kind of genius, but those are the kind of things that I feel good about because if I can if I can do a lot of work for someone like that who passed away and end up saving their ben- their beneficiaries 30 or 40,000. dollars And I've done my I feel like I've done my job and I've done it pretty well. That's the type of thing I do uh, having 40 years experience, uh, 10 pre-CPA when I was learning all the nuts and bolts of doing income taxes working for my father who had been a, a public accountant practicing in Oakland, California for Since the 1950s, since before I was born, I learned from him. Then when I came back to Chico, after I had gone to school in Chico, uh, I started my own practice here and became a CPA in 1990. So for over 30 years, I've been a CPA preparing taxes and I like to think I save people a lot of money and that's my goal. In other words, if I'm gonna charge someone four or five hundred dollars to do their taxes, I really don't I don't like <clears throat> I don't like to take on a client unless I know I can save them at least the equivalent amount of money in tax, obviously. So if I charge somebody five hundred dollars but I've saved them fifteen hundred in tax because I've done it correctly the best way possible, I feel like it's a win win situation. And of course the IRS, they have to follow the rules just like we do as taxpayers and tax preparers. I've got one family that I help that uh, has quite high income, and we had. It's called an amended return. If you go to correct, if you go to correct a prior tax return, you can get money back if you file it within a certain amount of time. So, don't hold me to any of this. There's some very strict rules about the time frames in order to go back and call to amend your return, but. Uh, This one family, I've done a bunch of amended returns, and they've gotten back over a million dollars. And there's still a couple of amendments I'm still working on. Uh, This new tax law in 2018, and then the COVID things that affected it in 2020, has been absolutely insane as far as all the rules I have to, hoops I have to jump through. And the since i do have one client who has gross income over 25 million dollars that one client is in a whole separate category with these new tax laws it's fortunate for me because helping that client with the giant gross income enables me to learn all of those laws not that i'm going to go out and try to not that i'm going to go out and try to recruit uh, you know bill gates as a tax client what I'm saying is, I have seen all, almost all of this new tax law and how it's affected us. We've, been, we've done elections, they changed the law on us, we rescinded the election, the law is changing again in 2022. It's too complicated to explain, but we're probably going to re-elect what we elected in 18 and uh, unelected in 2019. It's just craziness, but I enjoy doing it, keeps my mind active, keeps me on my toes. My father did taxes until he was over 80 years old, I think, and he trained me. He trained me really well. That's where I learned to do taxes, and that's where I learned to be the advocate of the taxpayer. I always have pause when I hear about a CPA who's advertising how well he can do. It's sort of like an attorney who says, I used to work for an insurance company, so I can help you now against them. It always just gives me a little second thought about that. If I were a taxpayer, I'm not sure, even though he might know some in inner, inner secrets, I'm not sure I could handle sitting there with an, a former IRS guy uh, to do taxes. I don't know. I've never never tried it. But how do you feel about that? Do you feel like you'd be comfortable sitting with a guy who worked for the IRS for 20 years and now he's retired with a federal pension from his IRS, but now he's going to be a tax advocate for the other side? I have a major problem with that. I'm not sure. I'm not saying they can't do a good job. They probably have some real good insights, but I personally would have a big problem working with a former IRS person with my taxes. We're gonna have that first break on Business Buzz. Please stay tuned. I'm glad you have time to join me today. This is Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be right back.
1: This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Joy is an attitude of faith in the Lord that celebrates His greatness and glory. Make today a joyful day by feeding your heart with God's Word Take in solid Bible teaching and live it out by God's power. Hi, my name is Dr. Lou Diaz, and I'm providing inspirational teaching for you from God's Word each week at 10 a.m. on Saturday or on Sunday at 10 a.m. Both messages are identical, so pick the day that fits your schedule best. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521.
2: It's a bright new day. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, and there's never been a better day to try Mount Shasta spring water. Hi, I'm Bob the Drop. I come from a protected spring at the base of Mount Shasta. I'm bottled at the source. It doesn't get more cool and refreshing than that, and it's delivered right to your door. Yep, pure and simple, naturally the best. Start your bright new day by calling 1-800-922-6227 to order some of the best tasting water on the planet. Mount Shasta spring water.
0: Welcome back to Business Buzz. Thanks for staying tuned. It's been a very nice day for me. I'm looking forward to uh, Thanksgiving. It's a nice holiday. I have, I have family that's able to visit at home, so that's very nice to be in Chico for Thanksgiving. Well, Business Buzz is always looking at the local level also, just to try to keep you up to date and I do have an article that I printed out from early this month. This is, of course, we're in November of uh, 2021 here, and this was. I always get my local news mainly from the Chico ER. I subscribe. That's the one electronic mag newspaper that I subscribe to uh, because I like getting local news. I can look up all the other news anywhere else I want, but I don't subscribe to the Chronicle or the New York Times or Washington Post, of course. I don't care for those big newspapers anyway, but they're handy for certain things. But I do subscribe to the Chico ER because it's nice to get the current local news, you know, fed to your inbox. It's pretty nice. So Butte County, uh, I found this article. I'll let you guys make of it what you will. I'm not sure I'm really up on all this exactly, but I wanted to point out the fact that Butte County releases draft climate action plan and it's the news and the subsection of the news it's in is called the environment. And I just thought it was interesting that now, even in, you know, this whole emissions thing, it's going to be the next, in my opinion, the next uh, tax raising, wacko uh, money problem thing is going to be this whole thing about carbon footprints and all that. I thought it was interesting that all the people that went to the giant climate meeting in Europe flew in on their own private jets and took limousines to drive to the event. But all they could do was talk about how we all need to stop uh, using oil and coal and uh, shale or whatever they're complaining about. I'm not an expert in this field, but I do think that... It's not a great idea to assume that we're going to get rid of all these things. What bothers me the most is that the probably the biggest polluter in the world, I believe, would be China. The problem with them is that they are not participating in this whole global get rid of the oil, get rid of the gases uh, workout here, which I believe is not fair, but. That's just me. I mean, they're part of the world, right? I mean, what good is limiting all your own uh, exhaust stuff if your neighboring country is pouring it out of coal factories, you know? More than anyone, it just doesn't really make sense. So I'm not big on all this. If you guys know more than I do, then maybe I'm ignorant. Uh, sue me if I'm ignorant. I just don't believe it all. They've been saying one thing or the other for 50 years. First, it was going to be. Oh, the global warming, all uh, our coastlines are all going to be underwater in 20 years. And then it was, oh, no, it's going to be an ice age. And then then it was going to be polar caps melting. I mean, back and forth. You you can go back through. There's there's websites that show this, but you can go back through the last 50 years of uh, announcements from, like, the World uh, Economic Council or all this stuff, all these think tanks, And they've basically been saying the world's going to end for the last 50 years. Turns out to not have been true, which is what, you know, 90% of the stuff you read does turn out to not have been true. Uh, So that's where I'm at with that whole climate thing. You know, if I'm wrong, correct me. If I'm ignorant, uh, I'm really sorry. But I I don't believe it because I'm going to share with you one of those insights I was telling you about from my... Uh, website, which is hlittlejohn.com. and this article that I wrote a couple of weeks ago, and it's very small. It's a blog post. It's not a big thing you have to read. You can read this in two minutes. It's just it's things that I think of and I want to get out there that people can read. and it's my thoughts. Uh, of course, a lot of times I get these ideas from other people. They give me the general idea, so I kind of think about it. I say, you know what? That's kind of true. So I put my own spin on it. So I'm going to read this blog post that relates to this global warming thing that I just talked about. And the name of this blog post is Invisible Disasters, Unprovable Evidence, Irrational Fear. And let me get to that real quick. That was, it was just the other day that I put that up. Let me take another quick look here. Sorry about that. Being all, oh, I did this right around Halloween. Being all Hallow's Eve or Halloween, I looked that up. The official name is All Hallow's Eve. I was thinking about the Invisible Man and how that character has been made out to be pretty scary in books and movies. Why is something invisible potentially scary? Perhaps because we can't see what it is doing. But if we can't see, hear, feel, or smell what something is doing, does it matter that it is even there? And what I should have said is, or is it even there? Is it even really there? It seems to me that many of the disasters of our modern world that put fear into people and coincidentally also put lots of money into certain other people's pockets seems to always be of the invisible man nature. Scary things like carbon footprint emissions, global warming over the next 30 years, COVID-19 viruses and solar flares all fit into this category. We get told this invisible disaster is here, but only the, quote, experts can measure it and then relay to us on the TV news how bad it is. Why can't it be locusts that we can all see or tornadoes that we can all run away from? I encourage you to think hard about the fearful, invisible man disasters that we keep being told are going to change our world forever, that cause us to shut down our lives in order to counter them and enrich the powers that be at the same time. Might they be just fabrications? Wouldn't that wake you up? So that was my point about this whole carbon thing that's going on with everybody. And I'm, I just don't, I really don't buy into it that much. Uh, I remember in the seventies going to a football game at the Los Angeles Coliseum to see the 49ers play the Rams when I was about 10 years old or 12 years old. You couldn't. You couldn't clearly see the opposite end of the Los Angeles Coliseum from one end to the other with the brown smog that was in the air. Now, the emission standards that they've done on the cars has really improved that air quality, and there's no doubt about it that what they did was very smart, and they really did get rid of a lot of the smog emissions. My point is, is that there's other countries. I know Egypt, uh, Cairo has a huge pollution problem. I'm, I'm sure India does. I'm sure China does. So unless all the countries participate, I'm not sure of the logic of one country trying to switch over and get rid of fossil fuels when other countries are not doing it. I don't believe that's the right approach. The other interesting thing that sort of ties into this whole thing about green energy, most of these batteries, which I'll talk about in a little bit, the batteries and the solar panels, they do use a lot of silver. And you know, I'm I'm a big fan of silver. And so when I come back from this second break, I'm going to discuss a little bit about how silver is still keeping up. And we'll talk about that and a few other things regarding batteries and precious metals in just a moment. So stay tuned.
1: God is intrinsically good. A lot of people see a circumstance happening and say, how awful that God will allow that to happen. But technically, that's a false doctrine and a heresy. God never does anything bad. He never has. He never will. David Hawking reminds us that God is good even when life is bad. This week on
3: Hope for today. Tune in for Hope for Today weekdays at 8 a.m. here on KKXX. Hi, this is Pastor Chris Kinson at Community Church of God in Chico. Community Church of God has been a fixture in Chico for many years and now will be coming to you over the airwaves. Our program is called Your Message for Today, broadcast on Saturday and Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m. We hope that you enjoy the Bible-based teaching and preaching that will be featured on these programs. We'd also like to extend to you an invitation to come and visit us at Community Church of God, 1095 East Avenue in Chico. Our services are at our 11 a.m. Sundays and Bible studies at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Come and worship with Community Church of God. Community Church of God, 1095 East Avenue, Chico, California. And our phone number, 530 345 4300. That's 530 345 4300. God bless you. I used to watch like tons of TV, and now I can turn the radio on and just listen to that all day. It's a life-changing station. Your life has significance and purpose. Oh, it gives you hope. It just lifts your day up. Jesus said that you shall
1: know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. That includes truths about who you are and how God sees you. Our programming helps you grasp those truths.
4: I listen to it when I go to work, and it
2: helps make the day a better day.
3: You found Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM.
0: Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. So glad you have a chance to spend part of your busy day with me. I'm here on Business Buzz, uh, trying to entertain, educate. Like I say, I like trying to give you a, a little bit of a different viewpoint, just in case you hadn't thought about the other side of some of these strange things our world goes through. Like I say, I mainly do income taxes. That's my CPA practice. But I also enjoy. Well, I mean, I enjoy quite a few hobby-type things. I mean, I don't get a lot of time being a busy being a busy office, but I do enjoy reading. I really enjoyed when I went to law school and learned a lot of things, and I was going to to share some of that. But I was talking a little bit about this whole green deal where we're going to have this new green stuff. The problem there is that a lot of it requires resources. The batteries for all these uh, EV electric uh, vehicle cars, those require a lot of uh, expensive resources like uh, lithium and silver goes into a lot of them. The solar panels, they all use silver. There really isn't a substitute for silver. So one of my favorite analogies when you talk about silver is the purchase power that it keeps. Now one of the old theories of silver is that an ounce of silver should be, the and during history sort of was, the, uh, an ounce of silver should be a day's, normal day's pay for a labor, laborer. Well, if you look at that and you figure that right now the minimum wage is even at uh, even at the federal minimum wage, which I believe is like $7.25, but let's just call it $7. So an eight-hour day at $7 would be $56. So that alone tells you that silver is very undervalued when you can buy it for, well, you can buy it for around 27 or 28 right now per ounce, uh, but even at that, the, the, what they call the spot price, which is the paper, that's the artificial price, is around 24 And you can actually buy it for 27 or 28 So that's half of what a day's labor would be at, at a federal minimum wage of $7. Now the real average wage, I'm kind of just using the California minimum wage, calling that sort of an average probably, that's $15 an hour eight hours at $15 an hour says that historically, an ounce of silver should be worth about $120. But like I said, it's only $24, which is only one fifth of 120. So make of of that what you will. Uh, This is not financial advice. I'm not a certified financial planner. I'm I consider myself a good second opinion person, but this show is for entertainment purposes only. It's not uh, tax advice, it's not financial advice. But I will tell you that my analogy bringing up silver is this, with uh, the one of the big things in the news lately is how the price of gas is going through the roof, and everybody's kind of upset about it. Now I was away last week. I actually got to go to a state in the deep south, and I really enjoy it there. And their gas is still hovering right around three dollars. It was about 250 260 for a while. and now it's it's mainly over three, but there's still some places with gasoline for299 down there. But here in California, I'm noticing that the most inexpensive gas I can find here in Chico, I filled up today at the Safeway. It was like $449. Of course, I used my Safeway point, so I got a discount there. But $449 is the cheapest gas you can find now in Chico, which is very upsetting. So, one of my main factoids about silver that I've pointed out before, and I've even given speeches on this uh, at Chico State when I was part of a uh, uh, I was. It was really fun. It was about six or seven years ago. It was the entrepreneurship class had like a seminar with speakers and I got to be one of the speakers. And I pointed this out back then and it's still true today. When I was young, which we're talking the 1960s, gasoline was around 25 cents a gallon, which means that at the time, a quarter would buy you a gallon of gas. Now, keep in mind the quarter I'm talking about is a quarter minted before 1965, which means it was 90% silver. That's the coins that they took out of circulation pretty soon after President Kennedy was killed. And what's interesting is right now, the cost of a quarter will set you back about five dollars and fifty cents right now in the market for to buy a silver quarter from prior to nineteen sixty five. So it'll it'll cost you about five fifty. So what's interesting about that is that if you had saved all of your quarters before they took the silver out and gave you junk, copper, nickel, crud that's our new coins, Sort of like, The new coins are like paper money. They're, they have no intrinsic value. If you had saved a whole bucket full of quarters from 1964, you could now be buying your gallon of gas with one of those quarters. Now, if you happen to live in the great state of Mississippi, which is where I was visiting last week, you could buy just about two gallons of gas for that quarter. My point is, is that that is the lesson everybody needs to know. When you see prices going up and up and up, but your retirement check or your Social Security check or your paycheck is not going up and up and up, you're going to fall behind. We're all falling behind. That is why everybody should have some physical silver in their portfolio so that they have that money insurance, so at least part of their money, if if the paper stock market goes to trash and the bond market goes to trash and all these derivatives that are flying around the world go to trash, which they basically are since the 2008 um, financial crisis. is just uh, ever since then, it's been broken. The whole system's broken. Uh, I've got so many topics to talk about. I uh, That brings up another one I'm going to get into. But my main point is that a Silver quarter will still buy you a gallon of gas, even when gas is $5 a gallon like it is now. That's my lesson. It keeps being, keeps being true. It keeps being correct. And I'm not backing off from it. I, I believe that is, that is uh, the correct thing to do and the right thing to have in, as part of your portfolio would be a percentage in silver and gold. Because it will keep up with inflation. I think silver will do better than gold, but that's a discussion for another time. Now, I was talking earlier about being a CPA and preparing taxes and being wary of an IRS, uh, the A word we call it. We don't like to say that word in front of taxpayers because it instills fear into their hearts. But if you know what A word I'm talking about when it comes to an IRS topic, That brings me to how do we know how do we know if the Federal Reserve that prints our money tells us that they're buying and I'll just throw some numbers out I don't remember the latest ones they tell us they're buying a hundred what is it a hundred billion a a month in in treasuries and thirty billion a month in Mortgage-backed securities. They put their toe in the water and bought a few corporate bonds, but not a huge amount. But my point is this: How do we know what they're really doing? They have never been audited. Now, if you you may have heard some CNN reporters say that anybody who mentions auditing the Fed is a wacko, uh, wacko, whatever that uh, you know is a domestic terrorist. But honestly. That's our money. How could that institution go 108 years like it has without being audited? My point is, is that we don't know how much they're spending. And in my opinion, there's a good chance that they're probably spending two, three, four, five times what they say they're spending to keep the system propped up and on life support, which is what it is. There's no way to know. There is no way to know. And so every time there's a Fed chairman who's been, of course, Powell has been re, re-anointed as the Fed chair. Every time they make an announcement, the markets go up, the markets go down, but you know, gold goes down, normally silver goes down. They've, they've hammered silver down about a dollar and a half in the last three days. Uh, I'm used to it, just makes it a buying opportunity. That's how I make it into a, a, a good thing. We're coming up on that last break. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. I'll be right back with some more insights. I hope you're having a good day today. I am. I will see you as soon as this break is over. Stay tuned.
1: Pacific Justice Institute. This is The Legal Edge,
5: defending your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Vegas. Pacific Justice Institute recently launched Operation Pushback to aid thousands of parents protecting their children from forced vaccination and thousands of employees fired for their religious beliefs. The initiative is focused on recruiting additional attorneys across America to take wrongful termination cases in every state without charge to the clients. PJI will pay for court fees. If you are a practicing attorney or know of someone who is and wish to join Operation Pushback, please email PJI at attorneyjoin at pji.org. That's attorneyjoin at pji.org.
1: PJI provides legal representation without charge. Get exclusive email updates by registering for The Legal Insider at pji.org.
0: welcome back to business buzz i'm harold littlejohn cpa back for the final segment of business buzz for today it's another very nice fall afternoon in chico i hope you're doing well. I noticed today that I believe I don't have school-aged children anymore. I believe the schools are not on this week because I drove by Pleasant Valley High earlier today and it looked like there was very few cars there. So I'm assuming that the students are not attending classes at at the campus this week. So maybe you're at home with your kids and that's always nice. Maybe they're doing their homework or maybe they got all their homework done before the before the week and they're getting ready for Thanksgiving dinner with the relatives, perhaps. That's what most people do. If, uh, if the CDC will allow us, uh, if um, our masters will allow us to get together for a family dinner, uh, we'll probably do that. Better check the latest uh, mandates to decide whether I can have dinner with my grandmother or not. Thank you. So I was discussing the fact that how do we know what the Fed is buying or doing if we can't audit the Fed? And like I say, if audit the Fed is a rallying cry from the old Ron Paul presidential campaign. And it sort of labels whoever says it as a domestic terrorist, but I don't care. Uh, I have I believe if, if the IRS can audit you, then you can audit the Fed. That's, that's a... Maybe I'll make that into a t-shirt or a bumper sticker. Oh, speaking of bumper stickers, one of my favorites was, and this was from the 70s when we had our oil crisis, because I was talking about the price of gas earlier today on Business Buzz. One of my favorite bumper stickers is, what's our oil doing under their sand? I always like that one. What are some other good bumper stickers? Oh, How about, uh, if you believe in telekinesis, raise my hand. That's supposed to be funny. I'm not sure if uh, you felt that way, but I always liked it. In fact, when I was doing more actively uh, Toastmasters, which I enjoy doing, I I think I'm going to rejoin if I can make some of the Toastmaster meetings. They're fun. You get to speak in front of a group of people and every week everybody speaks in some fashion so you don't ever feel left out. It's really fun. And one time they don't allow you to do like a stand-up comic routine. So just like the way I do it on Business Buzz where I say, okay, here's the business of vaccines and I make it a business story. I twisted that around at Toastmasters and I made my speech center around the history of the bumper sticker. But in the middle of that 12-minute speech, I was able to put about six minutes of examples of bumper stickers. And I really had a lot of fun with that because they were kind of like one-liners, like those ones I just uh, shared with you. My point about talking about the Federal Reserve is that if the IRS can audit you. Then why can't you audit the Fed? They're the ones printing our money. So I came across a, um, I came across an interesting article. I'm not going to read the whole thing. And uh, like I say, I'm not saying this stuff is all gospel truth, but I'm telling you that you should at least read the other side of the stories and at least get a idea of the possible alternatives to what you've been told uh, about all these different stories. This article is called, The Titanic Was Sunk Deliberately to Create the Federal Reserve. Wow, talk about talk about bundle, you know, the uh, progressive where they do bundling. I just bundled about three major conspiracies, conspiracy theories into one by finding this article. It's by a place called, guess what, The Conspiracy Blog. So uh, if you're going to go there, do it while you're searching on DuckDuckGo so the uh, powers that be don't watch what you're reading right today because they might not like this one. But I like it. I hope you'll like it. So I'm just going to go ahead and read some of this. I'll let you read more of it later because it's very entertaining. It's a little too long for me to spend the whole show on, but I want to read some of this for you just to get you your wet your appetite says remember the Hollywood blockbuster movie film Titanic with actor Leonardo DiCaprio well it is not the real story it's just part of the story what you'll read below is the true story as to what really happened to the famous ship called Titanic the information you'll read below is not a conspiracy theory but rather well recorded in the books of world history fact In 1898, a man named Morgan Robertson penned a book titled Wreck of the Titan about a luxury liner deemed unsinkable that was going too fast in the North Atlantic in April and hit an iceberg, killing most everyone on board due to lack of lifeboats. Fact, 14 years later, this fictional book would play out in real life exactly down to the name with The Wreck of the Titanic, but this time it would have major political implications. Some of the wealthiest men in the world were on that ship, and some were opposed to the Federal Reserve and central banks. Fact J.P. Morgan funded and built the Titanic. Fact J.P. Morgan was booked on the voyage but canceled at the last second. Fact Friend of J.P. Morgan, Milton Hersey, also canceled at the last moment and survived to build the Hershey Food Empire. I'm sorry, that was Hershey. Fact. There were no red flares on board to signal to any boats for rescue, only white flares that signal a party and that everything is okay. Fact. It was the first ship of its kind with the ability to seal decks electromagnetically, which could also seal people below deck. Fact. The captain, Edward Smith, was one of the most decorated captains of his time, and it would have been totally out of character for him to avoid precautions. Fact. The author of the book was poisoned to death a couple years after the Titanic sank. Fact, the Federal Reserve was formed the very next year. Fact, the Astor family was one of the richest families in the world and John Astor III opposed the Federal Reserve. John Jacob Astor IV, the richest man in the world at the time, a friend of Nikola Tesla and an outspoken opponent of the creation of the Federal Reserve. Astor gained his wealth in part as a real estate builder, investor, and inventor. Other prominent Federal Reserve detractors such as Benjamin Guggenheim and Iris Strauss also died on board. <clears throat> so you can see where that's going. I'm not going to spend my whole business buzz segment here on that one article. But if you want to look it up, the title is the Titanic was sunk deliberately to create the Federal Reserve. What I like is the fact that it says fact, because the writer of this has verified that when he says fact, he obviously looked it up in real, real books, not in, uh, you know, not at uh, uh, Snopes.com or some other fact checker. Uh, It was actually uh, facts that that author looked up. So I normally reserve the last few minutes for a feel-good section of Business Buzz, but in a way this kind of is, but here's my problem. Uh, the schools and what they teach, uh, they don't teach the stuff that I used to learn all the time. They don't get in-depth in anything. And I just wanted to review a couple things here for you guys. And uh, if you guys remember... If you remember, my favorite, uh, my favorite topic in law school is constitutional law. And I just thought it'd be kind of fun to review the Bill of Rights because in this world where all this trouble's going on, the only reason we have an advantage being U.S. citizens over these other countries like Australia and Austria. I know Austria was going into some huge lockdown today. I haven't read any news. I try to not read too much news because it's depressing sometimes, but I have to keep up because I'm I'm Harold Littlejohn CPA, the host of Business Buzz. So I have to learn these things. So let's just review these and then I'll give you a little bit of commentary on what I think of them as a as a person with a law degree. I'm not an attorney and I don't play one on television either. But I studied this, I passed the exams, and I really, really enjoyed constitutional law. So let's just go over these and and talk a little bit about them. I don't know if I'll get through all 10 here or not. But uh, First Amendment, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Well, you know, that's pretty much says it, shall make no law. Now the problem area, I'll tell you, I think what I'll do on these is I'll just give you a little problem area to think about as we go through these. The problem area we have today is the word press. Right now, the powers that be are trying to say that only legitimate giant news sources are press and all these millions of uh what they call um electronic uh, patriots or whatever they call them the people who are actually doing all the digging on all these things uh they're they're trying to be made out as not to be the press but what i'm saying here is that think about the definition of the press uh if i if i spend eight hours a day Combing through legal documents, court cases, and I come out and I post a blog that says this, this, and this happened. Am I not as good of a journalist as the guy from CNN who, you know, got a copy sent to him of what to report and he read it? Who is the journalist in that case? That's where. I'm, so, so I would say Amendment One. The biggest wild card is the word press right now in current events. Amendment two, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So that's pretty straightforward. That's like one sentence. And it's really there's not a lot of debatable words in that one. I guess the militia is debatable, but. Some people say, oh, no, that just means the National Guard, but that's not what they meant. And the real key to that Second Amendment is keep and bear arms. They didn't say keep and bear uh, rifles without large, um, uh, I can't remember what they call all these parts. I'm not a gun guy. Um, It didn't say the right of the people to keep and bear uh, uh, rifles that fire less than 10 shots or... Uh, you know, rifles with a barrel 30 inches long or longer. They didn't say that. They just said keep and bear arms because they knew that, you know, arms changes every few years. They've got a new, you know, type of uh, weapon to use in the army or whatever. So anyway, so that one, I would say the worst word in there that people will argue about would probably be militia, but it doesn't say National Guard. Then Amendment 3, no soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be scribed by law. So in a peacetime, you can't have soldiers living in people's houses, and uh, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be described by law. So it, they basically can't quarter in a house even in time of war. That's an interesting one. You know, and this is a real big one. This is the last one I'm going to talk about today. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Well, that's a good one. It's a little longer, but it basically lays out the rules and. and the, the main thing is you can't have unreasonable searches and seizures. Anyway, I just thought I'd get into that Bill of Rights today as a little, bit of a little bit of education and a little bit of entertainment, but I think it's important that we all know those things. And I think this latest generation, they didn't really get taught all that. They think it's okay to be listened in on on their phones 24-7. Uh, I disagree with that. Well, thanks for listening to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I will see you next time. So thank you very much for spending part of your day with me. And uh, I'll talk to you next time on Business Buzz.
2: a bright new day. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, and there's never been a better day to try Mount Shasta spring water. Hi, I'm Bob the Drop. I come from a protected spring at the base of Mount Shasta. I'm bottled at the source. It doesn't get more cool and refreshing than that, and it's delivered right to your door. Yep, pure and simple, naturally the best. Start your bright new day by calling 1-800-922-6227 to order some of the best tasting water on the planet. Mount Shasta spring water.
3: While you're listening to KKXX on AM and FM, don't forget you can also download the KKXX app in the Google Play Store. Tell Alexa to play Life Radio KKXX or call in on the Audio Now Listen line at 667-930-9347. That's 667-930-9347. Check out kkxx.net for a full listing of programs, podcasts, and all the ways you can tune in here on Life Radio KKXX.
1: From the Pacific Justice Institute, this is The Legal Edge. Defending
5: your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Fakus. Pacific Justice Institute recently launched Operation Pushback to aid thousands of parents protecting their children from forced vaccination and thousands of employees fired for their religious beliefs. The initiative is focused on recruiting additional attorneys across America to take wrongful termination cases in every state without charge to the clients. PJI will pay for court fees. If you are a practicing attorney or know of someone who is and wish to join Operation Pushback, please email PJI at attorneyjoin at pji.org. That's attorneyjoin at pji.org.
1: PJI provides legal representation without charge. Get exclusive email updates by registering for The Legal Insider at PJI.org.
4: KKXX Paradise, K280GL Chico, and K283AR Chico, Yuba City, Marysville. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Jason Walker. New findings about the Omicron variant, making it clear the emerging threat slipped into countries well before their defences were ready. The Netherlands Health Institute has found Omicron in samples dating from November 19 to 23. WHO has said South Africa first reported the variant to the UN Health Agency on November 24. And German authorities say they have an Omicron infection in a man who had neither been abroad nor had had contact with anyone who was. The latest news makes it increasingly clear that travel bans would struggle to stop the spread of the variant, but that hasn't stopped nations from rushing to impose travel restrictions. I'm
5: Charles de la Desma.
4: In Michigan today at a high school, a 15-year-old gunman opening fire. Three students are dead. Six other people have been wounded, including a teacher. That teenager has been arrested. Also at townhall.com, NATO foreign ministers warning Russia today. Any further attempt to destabilize Ukraine would be very costly as concern mounts that Moscow could be preparing an invasion of its neighbor. Secretary of State Antony Blinken.
3: We have uh, seen Russia's playbook many times over. And part of that playbook is to uh, attempt to create Uh, and manufacture a so-called provocation as justification for something that Russia is planning to do all along.
4: Human Rights Watch says that Afghanistan's Taliban fighters have now killed more than 100 former police and intelligence officers since taking power in August. A new report from the group points to continuing retaliation against members of the former armed forces despite an announced amnesty. More on these stories at townhall.com.
3: The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management.
2: My story begins with debt, a lot of debt, credit card debt, and I heard a commercial for Trinity. I gave them a call.
3: If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976.
2: When I first called, I was a little embarrassed and kind of ashamed, and I looked at the numbers and I saw how quickly that astronomical debt that was in my life would go away.
3: Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands.
2: What I would tell other people, please pick up the phone and call Trinity. Just let them put together a program and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt.
3: Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976.
4: The House is grappling with yet another fight between a conservative and a member of the progressive squad. This time, Republican Lauren Boebert and Democrat Jan Omar.
3: The war of words between the two lawmakers escalated Monday when they clashed in a heated phone call over the remarks Boebert made, suggesting Omar could be a terrorist. Democrats seized on Boebert's remarks to cast the GOP as beholden to extremist elements and pressure House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy to condemn her actions. McCarthy said that he spoke with Boebert and she apologized for her remarks. He also said that he phoned House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, asking for help coordinating a conversation between Omar and Bobert, quote, so that Congress can get back to talking to each other and working on the challenges facing the American people. Bernie Bennett in Washington. A
4: man in Maryland charged with attempted murder of officers after Delaware State Police say the man apparently stole a tow truck, then rammed into three police vehicles. Breaking news and analysis, townhall.com.
2: In those early years, um, when I came to know the Lord, um, he he and his family were so against it that
3: they actually advised him to divorce me.
4: Joy spent many lonely years trying to trust God and love her husband well. Thankfully, she found the support and encouragement she needed.
3: I think that God just really used focus on the family um, and your guys' ministry to grow me and um, prepare me